Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, October 15, 2023, and this is day 2034 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you. I thank you so much, my Lord, for the privilege of bringing your word to your people. Thank you, Lord, for equipping me and and instilling in me the words to say exactly in the way you would have me to share them. Uh, Lord, may your word go forth and bless many people. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is the power of prayer. We have such great power that we may not even realize in prayer. So let's learn a little bit more about that. We're coming out of Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 19. Acts 12, 1 through 19. And it says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Now, so four squads of four soldiers each. So, Uh, That would be 16 soldiers altogether. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Remember that. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. And those were also soldiers. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him, Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself (laughs) and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. 
When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked on the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to the answer the door. <laughs> when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed. She ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. <laughs> You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. Now, this particular James, because we noticed that James, the brother of John, had been killed by the sword. Uh, but this was Jesus's brother, James, who had already been ministering and setting up in Jerusalem. So in the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had, had thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed, which was really sad. But you know, there will be casualties. And and as we go along this journey with the, with the Lord, as he um, calls us to do so. But, oh my gosh, you notice how they, after they prayed, they were astonished uh, that their prayer was answered. They couldn't even believe it. You know, sometimes it can be that way. It's just so remarkable. And it seems virtually impossible. We're praying with belief, but yet when that answer comes, sometimes we're just in awe and shock and, and can, and, you know, just hardly move like, really, is this actually happening to me? Look at God, right? I don't know about you, but that's happened to me on many occasions. Uh, point number one, the scripture says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The affected the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now that's in James chapter 5, verses 16. James chapter 5, verses 16. And this is also, this is the James, Jesus' brother. Isn't that powerful? The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And that goes for women. That's more of a generic statement. So that goes for everyone. A believer's most powerful resource is communion with God through prayer. The results are often greater than we thought were possible. Some people see prayer as a last resort to be tried when, when all else fails. This approach is backwards. Prayer should come first because God's power is infinitely greater than ours. It only makes sense to rely on it, especially because God encourages us to do so. He's like, come to me. I'm here. <laughs> I'm waiting on you. Just reach out to me. What are you dealing with that seems impossible to solve? Have you gone to your father God for the answer? If not, it's time to do so right now. Stop putting it off. I know when I do this podcast, 
every day that I prepare that message. And sometimes it's that morning of 30 minutes before or an hour before. It just depends on when God gives it to me. And or if I the day before don't get to do it because I have to be somewhere super early or whatever. And then God will give me that every single time he gives it to me. And here's the key. I don't just go through the Bible and say, let's figure out what to read to share today. I'm like, Lord, please show me what you would have me to share with your people. And God knows exactly what we need. It's not only for you, it's for me too. <laughs> this word is ministering to me as well before I even give it to, to uh, have the opportunity and privilege to share it with you. And God knows what we need when we need it. And he'll even let uh, me see that through many of you who may send me a text and say, that is exactly what I needed, or that is exactly what I was going through, or that that's exactly what I needed to hear because I've been waiting on God's answer, and this is the answer for me. You know, isn't that powerful how God will do it? We have power through prayer. Point number two, God is always available to us. We don't have to make an appointment. We don't have to take a number and, and stand in line and wait on our names to be called. We don't have to wait until... All of the dignitaries um, uh, go first uh, because we are all the same to God. He is no respecter of persons. We are all created in his image. So often I have to schedule meetings with leaders of various organizations trying to share with them what we do at T-Zone and, and hoping that they might become a, a partner and fund us and those types of things. Well, those those opportunities to meet with those people can take weeks, months, and even years to get to meet with one of them if I get to meet with them at all. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even get to meet with them. I can't begin to tell you how many emails and texts and phone calls I make and maybe one out of 10 <laughs> might say, hey, yeah, let's meet. Or, you know, and then after they say, yeah, let's meet, it might take months before I can actually meet with them. And then once I'm before them and share about what we're doing, you know, there's no always, you know, they may not even uh, want to do it. They may say, oh, I'm sorry, this is not in our wheelhouse or, oh, no, I'm sorry, this doesn't meet, you know, our vision of what we're looking to do, which is perfectly fine. But I'm just using it as an example of how God isn't that way. God is just the opposite of man. With God, it is instant. We have his attention instantly. And he is there for us. He's just waiting on us to call on him. And then he gives us the answer. <laughs> then he makes a way, whatever it is. Uh, and and usually it's he makes a way, you know, uh, unconventionally. <laughs> you know, like even Peter thought it was a vision. Like, is this real? We're going through gates. We're going through walls <laughs> that, you know, that are just locked down by man that nobody can get through with all these soldiers in the way. And and But yet God has opened that door in his own miraculous way. It's miraculous to us. It's not miraculous to God. It's his norm. This is what he does. We're just saying it's miraculous because we've not seen it before. But as we become um, uh, used to doing it God's way and trusting in him, 
it will be just the normal way of doing business, right? The normal way of functioning. So trust the Lord and start using one of the most powerful resources we've been blessed with, and that's prayer. You're like, you may be saying right now, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? My kids are acting crazy. I don't know. I got one kid doing this, one doing that, one with one foot you know, in school and one foot in the streets. And Lord, I, I don't pray for them. Prayer works. You might say, Lord, I really need a better job. This job isn't cutting it. You know, I need more money. The rent's gone up. The groceries have gone up. Bills have gone up. What are we going to do? Lord, you pray. Lord, show me what to do. And when he shows you, do it. Be obedient. He might say, I'm opening a door for you to do additional work. But then maybe that additional work might be something that you enjoy doing in the first place and that it may end up turning to the only work that you do. See, we have to be obedient. You notice Peter, when he uh, the angel touched him, he said, get up quickly. He could have just laid there. He had to make a move. He had to do something. <laughs> he had to get dressed. He had to get his shoes on. And he had to follow the angel. You know, so we must get moving and doing what God is calling us to do. I'll never forget many, many years ago while teaching Sunday school and the youth group. I can't remember which group this young man was a part of. If he was in the Sunday school class or if he was in our youth group class or both. Anyway, he got in trouble. And he made a bad choice. He pulled a gun uh, on someone, I think, to protect himself or something like that. And that was during the time Clinton was in office and it was three strikes and you're out. And so this was like, um, the I think this was like the third time this young man had gotten in trouble and they were going to put him away forever, it seemed. And I remember him reaching out, you know, because uh, we didn't know where he was and found out he was in prison. I think it was because he had called or something. And we began to pray. I mean, we prayed for this young man, the Sunday school class, the church, you know, different people. We prayed for him, just like these people were praying for Peter. Do you know God shifted that thing? <laughs> he got out way sooner than they had planned or went, that they had said. And uh, he is out doing, you know, what God has called him to do even to this day as a grown man. He was maybe around 20, early 20s at that time. And I, and I believe he's probably around 40 something right now. Uh, still keep in touch with him periodically. But that's how God will do it. I'll never forget when we had our bakery, my my two sisters and I, in Raytown. And for some reason, you know, we ended up, things shifted a little bit where uh, people start coming. And I don't even know how it happened. But they start coming periodically saying, would you pray for me? And I remember someone coming and saying, telling us, maybe telling us something they were going through. And we said, hey, we can pray for you. And they said, please do. So we took them in our little kitchen area. Uh, it was very small at the Raytown Bakery. And we took them in the back and we prayed for them. And I mean, you know, we all came together and, um, you know, um, prayed and then we may have heard back from them weeks later and they said, God answered my prayer. Thank you so much. And we were like, glory to God. Thank God. And then after that, 
you know, periodically other people would come and started saying, will you pray for me? And we're like, yeah. And then I remember one person in particular, it, it was, there were grandparents and they traveled a few hours uh, to get to Kansas City because their grandchild was in ICU uh, at Children's Mercy. Uh, there was an accident that had taken place while they were playing and they fell and busted their head and something like that. And it was brain damage they were thinking. And I don't remember all the specific details, but I remember the grandparents stopped by our bakery because someone told them about us uh, praying. Not not so much the food, <laughs> but they came and asked us to pray for their grandchild. And we prayed with them and we prayed for their grandchild. And then we didn't hear anything, you know, um, but we, you know, you know, after you pray, you just move on to the next thing. You know, God's got it. And I would say maybe a few months later, we got a letter in the mail from them saying, thank you so much for your prayers. And our grandchild is healed. And they have pictures of their grandson in there and uh, showing and showing us pictures of him being healed and back at play. I can't tell you how much that blessed our hearts. I mean, I, I mean, I know I cried (laughs) because for them to even take the time to, to send us a letter and telling us the results of the prayer. And, you know, it encourages, encouraged us even more to continue doing what God has said to, to do. We, we were going to do it, but it's just, you know, that extra boost to say, oh yeah, oh yeah, we know prayer works the same for you. God is saying, come to him. He is waiting on you. I know it seems impossible. I know it's hard, but God is saying all things are possible through him. Nothing is impossible for God. Always remember that. I don't care what man says, what a doctor says, what the teacher says, what anybody says. God is the final authority. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's who you need to know. He is the ultimate. And he offers us salvation to spend eternity with him. You see, there's a time coming where we're going to all change. We're not going to be in these human bodies anymore. We're going to be in our spiritual man and spending eternity either with the Lord or in hell for eternity. So it's your choice. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friends, is what it's all about. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T-ZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in our community, teaching our youth, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness. We thank you all so much for your prayers. Mm -hmm. They make a difference. I mean that. (laughs) And for your support and your donations. We are very grateful to each and every one of you.
All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.